0: all right all right all right okay so but welcome to do make something uh do make something podcast where um the purpose of do make something the podcast in the channel and all these things all the content that i'm creating is to help black men to stop being mediocre and to do the work uh, the self-improvement work to become beneficial for the communities and we do that by discussing faith uh, creativity art and culture personal development, and mental health management. I'm your host, Jamal Calpin, And um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, start this episode right. Um, I'm trying to get all the logistics stuff out of the way. But I'm on this journey as a Black man, uh, my own personal journey, trying to become a beneficial man for my community. And um, in this process, I'm trying to be transparent and trying to be authentic and honest about where I am and all the things that I'm doing. And so in a lot of my previous episodes, I'm just like giving advice or just talking or sharing my thoughts about things. Um, something that I'm trying to add to the show is having moments where I express where, where I am, uh, in my walk, my journey, makes it sound like, (laughs) like a Bible study or something like that, like a testimony service. But anyways, um, sharing where I am in my walk, um, with my mental mental which is like how i like to describe my mental health and where i am in trying to grow to become a better man because um, that's the whole point the whole point of do make something is to encourage and help um and do the work to help become beneficial become beneficial men uh beneficial black men and I want to share my journey. I want to share the information that I've learned and the things that I've experienced to help other black men do the same. One of the things that I think is important in this is being transparent and is being honest. And it's very difficult, but I realize that there's power in that. There's power in being honest. There's power in transparency and uh, discussing things that oftentimes people don't want to discuss, uh, particularly as black men. And that's what I want to do today. Um, I mean, that's what I want to do on all the content that I make moving forward. But that's definitely what I want to do today. I want to, as you can maybe see in, see in the title, I want to expose some shame. and I also want to offer an apology um, publicly. Uh, for those who are watching on Instagram, uh, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> a YouTube channel. It's called Do Make Something. Uh, I think you can search Do Make Something Podcast, where I'll all of my content is held. So a lot of the videos I've done some response videos, I've done some stuff Going to have some interviews and things like that. You can go to the uh, YouTube channel to see all that stuff. Um, Cause moving forward, like I'm trying to do this as a weekly thing, but moving forward, I'll probably only do the updates um, live on Instagram. Maybe, I don't know yet, um, but it won't be the whole podcast because if I'm not mistaken, I can't record A lot of time on Instagram compared to like on YouTube so if you're watching on Instagram if you'd like (laughs) go over to YouTube go over to my YouTube channel uh, subscribe to the channel so you can get the updates you can get the live podcast and all that stuff and you can participate um, at some point you know if you want to leave comments and things like that but moving forward yeah the whole podcast will be able to get live on YouTube and if you are interested in listening to it and downloading and listen to it, you can find it anywhere. You can search do make something uh podcast and you can get it on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, everywhere. So on and so forth. All right. So I'm trying to get the logistics stuff out of the way so we can move on to the actual meat of this episode. And I'm sorry if my is still, I'm working on the setup, <laughs> just working on the setup for the, for the live stream. It's a lot easier to do it on the computer than on the phone. <clears throat> and I'm sorry that my voice is kind of groggy. I've been up for a little bit, but I've also been like praying and processing things, and also just recently got some really rough news about um, somebody passing. So, but we're gonna move forward because I think. All right, so like I, I said, today's episode. Um, if you're listening to, if you're listening to this later on, on a podcast, um, again, welcome to Do Make Something, where we discuss the process of helping Black men to become. Beneficial men for their community. And we do that by discussing faith, art, creativity, uh, culture, um, personal development, and mental health. And we're doing that so that we can become, again, like I said, beneficial men for our community. Again, I am Jamal Calpin. <laughs> I'm a black man, <laughs> if you can tell. Um, but yeah, I'm a black man. I am going to start by referencing a scripture that I've wrestled with for a very, very long time. It reads, this is Proverbs 24, verse 10. And it reads... And this is the King James Version. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Again, that's Proverbs 24, verse 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. That verse to me, like a lot of verses in scripture, is one of those verses that you initially just like overlook because maybe you have no connection to it. Maybe you have no full understanding of what it means. Recently, as in the past, more immediately, recently in like the past two or three years, that verse has really stood out to me. Um, It's really stood out to me because I have gone through experiences that has made this scripture very real for me, that there have been times and days of adversity that I guess, more or less, I fainted. And I didn't show up the way that I would have hoped. I didn't show up the way that was expected of me. And in that, it was humbling and, to be honest, kind of embarrassing to realize that my strength was small, whether that's physical strength, whether that's emotional strength, whether it's mental strength, whether it's um, moral strength, spiritual strength. And I think there are times where we, um, we have this understanding of who we think we are. We have this understanding of who we believe we are. And sometimes it can be considered like a mask of, an identity that we hold on to that we believe about ourselves. And the thing is during times of adversity, during times of trial trials and testing what we believe about ourselves or what we can believe about anything, those things get tested and we find out find out if it's real or not. It's the same with us in our, in our lives. whether that's confrontri- confrontation at a job, whether it's dealing with somebody passing, whether it's physical conflict, whether it's relationally, like there are moments and things that we experience in our life that test us. And the whole thing about it behind that is that it will reveal what's really there. You know, uh, there's this famous quote by Mike Tyson. I think it was Mike Tyson. He talks about like, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And I'm sure for a lot of people (laughs) the last couple of years uh, with everything that's been going on, the, the panorama, as some people like the call it, has been a punch in the face for a lot of people in that it's revealed a lot of things. It's revealed, one, that the system isn't as great as we think it is, that this country isn't as great as we think it is. It's revealed that there's maybe a lot of small strength in our community, in our society, in our people. I'm talking as a whole, but I'm starting to narrow down into the Black community because that's my audience, Black men. Is my target audience who I'm trying to talk to. And it sucks because the thing that hurts most about it, like you can find out that you have like I, I consider it weakness. So when I read that verse, the, the way I understand it and I translate it is, is again Proverbs twenty four, ten. If if you faint in the day of adversity, you're weak or you know, your strength is small. And weakness, you know, is some exercise people would say, like, you know, when that pain is just weakness leaving your body or whatever. Sure. Or it could just be that acknowledging that you're weak, (laughs) you know, that that, that you're weak and you have things to work on and you need to keep working out. You need to keep going through adversity. You need to keep going through trials and testing. Or it also means that you need to ask for help. The reason I bring that up again is that what what I mentioned is that maybe for the past 10 years, for the past 10 years, I have been mainly in hindsight now. But in the past 10 years, I've, I have feel like I've been in a season of adversity in various forms, in different ways. It's exposed a lot about me, exposed a lot about me and my beliefs and my thoughts and my understanding of how a lot of things work, um, particularly relationships. And it's, it's exposed a lot of weakness. And I think one of the things tied with weakness, especially as men, is shame. It's can be embarrassing when you find out that you're not as strong as you thought you were, or you're not as strong as you told other people you were. That's embarrassing to tell people or people have this understanding of who you are, this version of yourself. They believe to be true and that you believe to be true. But then when the crap hits the fan, when that punch to the face comes, you don't show up the way that you thought you would. You don't show up the way that was expected of you. It exposes you, makes you realize if you choose to acknowledge it. If you choose to admit to it, that you're weak, that you're weaker than you thought you were. What I'm hoping to do on this episode is expose some of that shame and share some of that shame because I think there's power and being vulnerable. I think there's power in being transparent and there's power in communicating those things that you're wrestling with. Ultimately to, I, I believe, to help other people feel okay with exposing their own shame and acknowledging that they're not alone. And for me, my, there's a helicopter flying by. Um, (laughs) Hopefully you can still hear me. My struggle is exposing a lot of the failures that I've, I've had over the past eight to 10 years, particularly within my marriage. And um, what this is a part of, a part of exposing that shame is also on a public apology to my wife for, a lot of the behavior that I have done and not done. And again, there's a reason. There's a reason behind all of this. It's not just for clickbait or anything like that. There's a reason because I I think there are a lot of men who are in the same place that I am, but who aren't willing to admit it, who aren't willing to admit that their strength is small, who aren't willing to expose their weakness, who aren't willing to own up to their failures. And I think on it, to be honest, I, I think it's it's something that is prevalent within the Black community. I think for us as Black men, we can very be very prideful. And we can be very headstrong. And uh, we can fear shame above anything else as a form of protecting our ego. And it sucks because I think in our community, there are a lot of things that are set up in place to protect that shame to protect that shame of black men, um, to protect their failures, to protect the missteps, to protect all those things. Like we, I think for a long time in our community, we've covered up so many things um, that needed to be exposed for the benefit of those people, the ones who actually had the shortcomings and the failures, but also to expose weaknesses and shame and things that needed to be dealt with but we just covered it up for the sake of protecting a father's image, a boyfriend's image, a husband's image, a son's image, a brother's image, covering up things that needed to be exposed, things that needed to be acknowledged, things that needed to be admitted to, so that action could be taken on them. And that's something that I've been wrestling with. And um, I'm going to share vulnerably to get the, I guess, get the ball rolling (laughs) and trying to change our community in that way of exposing those shortcomings, choosing to expose those shortcomings upfront rather than what happens a lot of times is that the ex- the exposing happens after the fact and it happens almost too late for action to be taken. It's no longer constructive. It's just destructive to the person. It's destructive to the maybe the sphere of influence that it's impacting and it's overall destructive to our community. As an example, Jumping into it. um, We know almost literally in the past two years, there's been a lot of exposing of prominent male figures in our community. And the one that immediately comes to mind is like R. Kelly. It's sad, but we've known, (laughs) we've known for a very long time that the brother needed help and he had issues. But because of his talent, because of his art, because of his creativity, um, and his celebrity, we covered up a lot of his stuff. We kind of just turned a blind eye to it. But now <laughs> we like allowed something that should have been addressed a long time ago to fester, to blow up, and now become devastating and hugely um, detrimental to our community. And the thing is, when, when we do expose shame, when we do acknowledge that maybe there's a brother or whatever that has issues, we oftentimes like to distance ourselves from them, but we know we live we live in a society that is hard to do that. If one of us messes up, we all get blamed for it. Sure, it's not ideal. It's not what we like. <laughs> it's it's not what we we wish like we wish that didn't happen. Because it goes both ways. When something bad happens, we all kind of take the blame. But when something good happens, we all take we all we all communally enjoy in it. But the thing is, like it's important that we deal with those things. Like we identify the areas. And again, like I said, the mistakes, missteps and shortcomings. Even really, really intense stuff like that, like things that are related to Robert Kelly, um, those things needed to be exposed. Those things <laughs> and needed to be acknowledged and admitted to and dealt with early, 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 early. And oftentimes, we wait, 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 and cover up and shame. We cover up the shame. We, we try to protect the image of something that honestly is a false image, that everything's good, we're not that bad, we're stronger than this, blah, 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 but then things just fester. They, it's like, what is that mange? Like <laughs> it just grows and grows and grows and gets worse and worse and worse. If we don't deal with it, we get sick, our community gets sick, and things don't get any better. And so, like I mentioned, in this episode, I want to expose some of the shame that I have um, that I've been carrying for a while because I want to take the steps of admitting it, of acknowledging it, and taking action on it. So I have a script. let me I keep doing this. I need I need to just follow follow my script <laughs> um, and stop going on tangents and stuff. But like I mentioned in that in that verse, Proverbs 24:10, again, go read it for yourself. but Proverbs 24:10 says, "If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small realization is you can't, you can't increase your strength without in- identifying that you're weak. So you have to acknowledge that you have to start there. You have to say like, I'm not as strong as I, I thought I was. I'm not, a gr- not as great as I thought I was. In some of my conversations with my wife, after going through a lot of things that we've gone through and some of those things I want to touch on today, I'm um, going through the stuff. It's like rose colored glasses were taken off of my eyes about myself and about people around me and about my community about the world that sadly, I think all of us, a lot of us are wearing rose colored glasses because we are trying to protect shame. We are trying to protect our ego, especially as black men, whether we're doing it ourselves or there are things in place in our community to do that. But I think we are living in a very pivotal and interesting time because I think a lot of that crap, <laughs> a lot of the stuff that was shameful or whatever is coming out, regardless if we want to know it or not. And it's challenging. It's really, really challenging. And, and, you know, um, I'm going to be touching on this, but it's really, we're seeing the evidence of it with the so-called gender wars that exist online. Um, When you have like the two biggest things that I've seen that I've experienced is like you have the black manosphere kind of stuff, which is the godfather of that at the time was like Kevin Samuels or KS as people say it online. But I don't have enough followers for people to really care what I say yet, (laughs) but I still want to expose it. I still want to talk about it, but you have like the black manosphere. And then on like the opposite of that is like, what would be considered like the divestment movement for women. And yeah, they, they butt heads because they have opposing views and thoughts, but in the midst of that, and it's not only that, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in in these couple of years, especially around this um, panorama that people are realizing, yo, there's a lot of stuff that's messed up. There's a lot of things that's been exposed and there's a lot of shame <laughs> that people are trying to cover up. Like, Oh, capitalism is actually destroying us is actually messing things up or, or people are like really greedy or people really don't care about us. What What's up with that? All that trying to cover up. Oh, yeah, we're the greatest we're whatever this mass that we've all been covering or trying our best to hold on to is falling apart is breaking. And I think it's important that we realize that <laughs> we realize that, and we see, we actually see the benefit in it. There's benefit in exposing shame. In my journey to become my personal journey, in my personal journey to become a beneficial man and to leave mediocrity behind, it's important that I acknowledge where I am. Uh, with my podcast moving forward, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a segment where I, I share my current reality and journey because I believe transparency and honesty is freely is, is freeing not only to me but to others. All right, I said that already. So there are a couple of things I wanna pull out of the dark. First thing, <laughs> the first thing is, like I mentioned, for the past, it goes back further than that, in like past eight to 10 years, I would say 15 years or whatever. I, in hindsight, I've realized that I've been an F boy. I've realized, and I'm going to try to keep this as sensitive as possible, because I don't know where people are listen, listening to this or whatever. Now I also don't want to, whatever. Um, but I have been an F boy. And I think I've been Even in a worse sense, I've been a Christian F-boy, which I think is a different level of F-boyery because there are a lot of men who like to use religion and spirituality and things like that to cover up their shame, to cover up (laughs) the the fact that they are F-boys. And I I know I've been complicit in that. I have done that. Maybe not consciously at the time, but in hindsight, I've been bad. (laughs) I've been bad at it and I regret it. And I regret it. And the reason I acknowledge that is because it ties, to, it ties to the other component of what I want to talk about today is that I owe my wife a huge apology for being a bad husband. I owe my wife a huge apology for being a bad husband for, for the time that we've been um, married. And so the first how to tie it in, because it bleeds over, bleeds over in me being a Christian F boy. My previous relationship before getting married, I didn't, I didn't handle that well. I didn't end it well, and that was my bet. And it was coming from a very immature place. And offline, you know, at this point, I've had exchanges with with my ex. At that point, I guess at this point, my ex about that and admitting and apologizing for being immature, apologizing for not being kind to her not being kind to with her heart and um, again using things like faith and christianity to like as a scapegoat and realizing at this point that i shouldn't have done that i mean i regret that i regret that and i regret that i have done that and i've done a lot of things and i I wrote a song about it actually (laughs) i wrote a song about i wrote a whole project about it It it's called unbearable the Tragedy of a Nice Guy, but the other title of it was Unbearable, The Making of an F-Boy. And so one of the songs on there is called Apologies, where I, I, in a creative way, try to express my apologies and my my regret to a lot of the women that I was being an F-Boy to, but I didn't realize it until later, you know, in hindsight. But the reason that's important is because, because I didn't end that relationship in an effective way, because it was messy and stuff like that it started bleeding over into my 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 current marriage and relationship. And so, okay, in this in this moment, I'm, I probably will have to <laughs> follow my script because if I go off, I don't think I'll ever finish this. Okay, um, I have failed my wife for far too long in a lot of different ways um, by not keeping my vows and promises by which is a big one, being emotionally absent by not consistently being, in a, being a financial provider um, unconsciously. This is this term that's used in the YouTube space where it's not only men, but where people mule or use women, particularly black women, for their benefit. So in conversation yesterday um, with my family, with my wife and my mother-in-law, you know what? sorry, this is just a side note. I told you, I know I'm not supposed to go off tangent, but there's something I noticed when I was working with a former co-worker a few years ago, whenever he would address his, and he he's Latin. I can't remember exactly where he's from, um, but shout out to Luis. And I apologize if you see this Luis, and I don't remember where you're from, <laughs> um, but he would always address his mother-in-law as his mother-in-love. And I love that. And I want to start using that because, <laughs> because I think that's beautiful. Like, and, Mother in law just sounds so cold and so negative. I don't like that. So I was having a conversation with my wife and my mother in love. But this, this idea of muling and using black women for whatever it can be finances, it can be political. And my wife was given the example of Stacey Abrams in that political space and trying to turn Georgia blue and how she was used. And she did all this work, but then didn't really reap any benefits from it, didn't get any acknowledgement, didn't get any of that stuff. And so the idea is, yeah, that, um, which is, again, this part of the shame in our community. And I mean, I think American society in general is that Black women have been mules and being used as mules for a very long time, pretty much since the inception (laughs) of this country. So for me, unconsciously muling my wife and depending on her efforts financially, um, not protecting her, I'm listing things that I've done that I'm apologizing for, Uh, not protecting her from ex-friends, past relationships, Like, that's why I told you, me being a Christian F-boy and not ending my previous relationship, that bleeding over to a new relationship and into my marriage. So past relationships, uh, not protecting her from family, my family, and at times even her family, and even my own demons. So things that I didn't realize I dealt with and that I wrestled with. uh, And I'm going to touch on one of those. Um, not honoring and appreciating her investment in me um, emotionally physically, financially romantically and also not managing my 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 emotions and mental mental health effectively so being immature um, and having challenging conversations or whatever and having emotional outbursts and responding with anger not communicating well being stubborn doing like, silent treatment kind of stuff really stupid stuff because it, I mean, it really is it's really stupid and it's very immature but with a lot of that it's hurtful it's hurtful and harmful and I've done a lot of that I've done all of that all those things I just listed I've done I realized that if my wife divorced me tomorrow she would be well in her rights to do so and I wrote a blog post about that and you can see it I'll put a link on YouTube but in my bio on Instagram you can find it there she would be well in her rights because I've treated her very poorly. Very, very poorly. Um, the past six years we've been married, but even our time dating, I have not been a good boyfriend, haven't been a good husband. And sure there have been times of things are like okay. But you know, when you're like taking a test, if it's 70% bad, <laughs> you you fail. <laughs> you know, you're saying that it's bad. Like, it, you just admit it. But oftentimes, what we like to do again, trying to hide our shame and to protect ourselves from our shortcomings and stuff like that, we like to hold on to the 30% and highlight that. But it's like, no. It's like, it's still an iceberg. Like, her ship hit this iceberg of bad things happening. And just because you see the 30% on the outside, there's 70% of stuff in which I'm trying to expose. 70%. Of stuff that has been harmful and hurtful. And so, yeah, I realize that if my wife divorced me tomorrow, she'd be well in her rights to do so because I haven't been a good husband. Ultimately, we realize, hopefully we realize, that marriage is a choice, is an agreement. And if one party isn't fulfilling their part, which has been my case, the other party can choose to bounce. And I also understand that. For a lot of people who are Christians, because we're Christians, we're believers, we're followers of the Most High, <laughs> we understand that divorce is something that is a hot topic um, because scripturally based, um, it's usually like the only reason you can get a divorce is if somebody's cheated on somebody, if there's infidelity or something like that, which hasn't been the case for our marriage. But but I also understand and I believe that God doesn't want us to stay and suffer in situations where folks are being mistreated and to be honest, my behavior has been mistreatment towards my wife. I've never physically harmed my wife or committed adultery, but I have done things that have broken her heart and given her probable cause to not to want to be in an unhealthy, toxic, and not equally beneficial relationship. So I get it. I, I get it. My wife is an amazing woman that has shown me immense amount of kindness, love, grace, and support, even when she didn't and doesn't have to. And for a long time, I've taken it for granted. She's been one of the best things that's to ever happen to me. But because of my jacked up mindset, my selfishness, and my own internal issues, I've mistreated her and I've done wrong. And again, the reason I'm exposing this, you know, I know that there are people who know the stuff that's been going on in our relationship. And I'm grateful for those people because they've been encouraging and helpful um, and supportive. But again, it's it's shame. It's, it's realizing that for me, there was this understanding that oh he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He believes in the Lord. He's um, you know, I would never I, I would never think Jam would do that stuff. Well, I have. <laughs> I have. And it sucks. And it's embarrassing to me too. And it's regretful and it really makes me upset that I have allowed so many things to happen in our marriage and allowed a lot of things to happen. To my wife, and I've done a lot of things to my wife because of selfishness, because of fear. <sighs> and I say this stuff not to make an excuse for it. I'm like, you can be aware of the things that you're doing and unaware. Like, some, so the, there are things that I've been ignorant of. But after those things were exposed, after those things are like, hey, you need to know, I need you to communicate to me in this way. I don't, please, like, you can't get, an- like, not that you can't get angry, but you can't speak. L- loud or aggressively or yell. You can't do that kind of stuff. You can't be violent. And the sense of breaking stuff when you get angry, you can't do that because that scares me, that affects me, that harms me mentally and emotionally. You can't do those things. And so you know, the first time, the first couple of times, it might be like, OK, I understand you're working through it, but not changing it after warning and warning after warning and expression after expression you're no longer ignorant. You're just making bad decisions. And that's been the case for me um, for different things, not standing up and protecting my wife the way that she deserves to be protected in various situations. If you are on, you know, YouTube and stuff like that, as an example, if you want a more detailed example of some of the stuff that we've gone through, I would suggest that you look up the YouTuber or content creators, the spiritual whistleblower the spiritual whistleblower. And on YouTube, I will put a link in the description. We've dealt with a lot of stuff like that. In hindsight, I wish I would have dealt with a lot of those situations a lot sooner and a lot more effectively. But I didn't. I didn't. They're just as bad as making bad decisions and making, like, taking action in the wrong way. Inaction is just as bad. And so there have been times that I just didn't respond, I just didn't do anything. It left my wife vulnerable to be emotionally harmed by my own family, by my sibling, by my mother. And some of those issues have sort of been resolved. The other ones, no. <laughs> no, it's still bad. And it's still hurtful. And it's still stuff that we're both healing from. But um, I allow that to happen. It's as like, as a graphic example, it's like standing by and letting somebody punch somebody, you know, in the face and not do anything about it. And I've also had experiences like that. It wasn't a punch, but it was physical harm. And I didn't step up the way that I should have stepped up. And yeah, I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah, I carry shame about it. And it really makes me angry. (laughs) It makes me angry, but it also makes me very sorrowful that this woman that I love, that I committed my life to, that I made vows to, I have not been serving her well. And uh, she deserves an apology for it and so much more i did it again all right let me let me continue on let me continue on this script i mentioned a little bit earlier about like the divestment movement in on youtube and content creation or whatever and within that space there is there are these terms that are given to mainly black men mainly black men there there are these terms that are mainly given to black men uh that describe our behavior and our mindsets and the things that we do. And so some of those terms are, (laughs) a lot of this comes from being a stereotype. And again, I'm talking about myself. A lot of these come from being a stereotype, sadly. I am, and I have been, a what's considered a dusty. (laughs) Um, Some people describe me and other men like me, a three trash bag bandit. And overall, I've just been a bad husband and bad boyfriend. And a bad friend to my wife, and it sucks. It really sucks. And a lot of this stuff, not only from our conversations, conversations like me and my wife having these conversations, but like seeing content that I can resonate with and that she also resonated with, because, like I just described, I've been a dusty, which is usually a man who um, really just messes up women's life, particularly black women. <laughs> so either they don't, they they. Like I mentioned earlier about muling, muling black women, um, financially devastating women that they're in a relationship with. They are misogynistic. They believe very misogynoir misogyn noir uh, thinking, which leads to very misogyn It's kind of hard, misogyn misogynistic behavior like black femicide not protecting Black women, not supporting Black women, um, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but in our conversations and going through a lot of this stuff, me and my wife going through a lot of this stuff, been exposed to a lot of content um, of other women, <laughs> of Black women, who have dealt with similar stuff. And some of those content creators are uh, Lexus Exodus, Mahogany Pink, and Cynthia G, are just three that I, I'm naming off the top of my head or actually I wrote it down, but these are three that have stood out, but there are more for a lot of these women. Sadly, they're, they encourage black women to divest or to move away, separate, cut themselves off from the black community because of men like me, (laughs) who have not been loving, who have not been kind, who have not been supportive, who have been detrimental and destructive to their relationship with black women. And it sucks because this, Prior to YouTube, prior to this quote-unquote gender war, prior to all this content being made, it was already evident in our community. Whether it's Black men abandoning their children, abandoning their wives, abandoning the mother of their children, not standing up and protecting their community, which is their children, um, their women, each other, being violent towards their spouses, uh, being violent towards their children, being violent towards each other it's been a lot it's been happening for a very long time in our community um and it's just really only recently that a lot of women are saying enough is enough i'm tired of being mulled, i'm tired of being beat up i'm tired of dealing with this i'm tired of being with these dusty individuals who are only causing me harm who are causing me mental harm who are causing me emotional harm who are causing me spiritual spiritual harm who are just not being good And um, in this journey and in relating with my wife and trying to work through a lot of this stuff, I've exposed, I've been exposed to that. And I've come to that realization that I resonate with a lot of what those women describe in their content because I have been that. Again, like I mentioned earlier, I've never physically put hands on my wife. I've never cheated on her or anything like that, but I've done things that have caused her harm. I have been in places where I wasn't doing my part to financially provide, and I also have not protected her the way that she deserved and needed to be protected. Um, I apologize for that. I apologize for misusing, abusing, and neglecting you, Alicia, my wife, for bleeding poorly, for not protecting and providing for you, for letting the fear of shame stop me from serving you well. For letting my comfort come first in our relationship, for not doing the work that was needed to love and serve you the way that you deserve, for not being a man of my word. And it grieves me that I've failed in what I believe I thought I was a good man. I'm more specifically a good husband. And uh, darling, I apologize for mistreating the good thing that you are, that I believe God gave me. I apologize for not treating you the way you deserve and the way I promised I would treat you. I apologize for not serving you as Christ does the church. I apologize for not dealing with my issues earlier and doing the internal healing so that I can be in a better position to serve you. Uh scripture says it's Ephesians 5:28. I believe <laughs> I should have wrote that down in notes, but I believe that's like love your wife according love your wife like Christ loved the church, and you know, give yourself up for it and stuff. I didn't do that. I haven't done that. And oh It's also the one that like every husband loves his wife like he loves himself, you know, protects her, nourishes her and takes care of because, you know, she's part of your body. So if you if you love yourself, you're going to love your wife because she's part of your body and you're going to take care of her and you're going to love her. And I didn't do that because I haven't loved myself. And so I've done a terrible job at loving you. And I sincerely and deeply apologize for embarrassing you and leaving you to carry our relationship alone for a very long time. I apologize for not showing up the way you needed me to in many, many instances and cases. And like I mentioned earlier, um, like in a lot of the situations, I know there would probably be some people like, if we were to get a divorce, some people wanna blame my wife or say like, oh no, (laughs) she's like the bad guy in the situation or she she, she should have stayed around, she should have continued to fight or whatever. My wife has shown me so much grace, so much love, so much support, so much kindness. And like I mentioned earlier, like I mentioned in my blog post, if she were to leave me, I would understand because I've been a dusty, <laughs> I've been a three trash bag bandit. I've been not good to her. And with any apology, the part that matters most is change behavior. So in am taking step, steps to move forward. I'm choosing to expose my shame. Choosing to acknowledge my weakness, so that I can start changing and showing up the way that's beneficial to serve her, to serve you, Alicia, as a beneficial husband. And again, this is this is the public apology. I've had conversations with my wife, so that's something that we're working on, or whatever. Um, but to tie back, to tie back to what I was talking about earlier, um, there's power in exposing shame, and one of the reasons that I want to do this publicly. One, because she deserves it. People need to know that my wife is amazing. And if you didn't know that, um, you just haven't gotten to know her yet. There are a lot of people who like to make assumptions about her and come to conclusions and they don't know her. They don't know her. And um, I choose not to know her, but she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. And again, I regret and I'm remorseful that I haven't done a great job at appreciating her and loving her the way that she deserves. I own it. Like, that's my fault. I acknowledge that I have been bad and I admit that I have been bad. And again, so the other reason is that I believe that there are a lot of other men who may be in similar situations. Maybe not exactly, maybe not in exact, you know, detail by detail, being in situations where ex-friends have needed to be checked, family members needed to be checked, and they were left unchecked or we're financially draining your wife or being dependent on her, or you're self-sabotaging yourself and ultimately impacting the unit as a whole. There have been times that I've tried to create something or we're working on something together, and because of my chain, because of my fear, because of my bad thinking, I self-sabotage. I messed stuff up when all we were trying to do was build something. All she was trying to do was serve and help and benefit the whole. And I jack it up, and I am regretful for that, remorseful for that, sorrowful for that, and I apologize. And again, I think it's important to expose that because I believe there are other men who are in the same position or have been in the same position, but they won't admit it. They won't admit it. They won't apologize. They won't acknowledge that they've actually done something wrong, and they're too afraid of the shame, whether to come out publicly or even privately, to admit that, no, I've done wrong. I've mistreated you all. And I think, sadly, it's it's a detriment to a, to our whole community. I think as Black men in general, and I know that there are people who might watch this who are going to fight back and be like, no, it's not all Black men. Well, if it's the majority, then it is. <laughs> if it's the majority, I'm sorry. that That's just what the case is. Like the majority of the Black men in our community have not served our community well. We have not done right by our children. I don't have any kids, but by our you know, youth. And we haven't done right by our women. We haven't. We've not stood up for them, not protected them, not done what we needed to do. We've um, been dusty. (laughs) We've been not men, not good men. And I think we need to expose that. We need to admit that. We need to acknowledge that so that we can actually take action in changing that. So that's why I find it important to do that. Again, because my wife deserves it, but because... We need to expose that shame in our community so that we can grow, so that we can actually fix things and actually make things better for our people. I'm very specific about the black community. That's what I mean. Like as a black man, we need to start addressing our issues so that we can be healthier and be more beneficial for our community. Like I mentioned, I am a Dusty. I am. A, <laughs> I have been a three trash bag bandit and I've been a bad husband, bad boyfriend and a bad friend to my wife. In those terms, I recognize myself and all of those examples, um, again, if you go to a lot of those content creators channels, you'll see, like I recognize myself in that stuff because I have been that because I am that and it grieves me and it leads me to want to discuss and work on this issue in my own life. Uh, I desire to share my journey to help other black men to not stay mediocre and to not let shame and fear and all those things and pride and ego stop us from actually being beneficial. There's a scripture, I think it's in Ephesians that talks about that like for, particularly for husbands that you're supposed to love your wives and live with them according to knowledge. And that means that every woman is different and your wife is different from your brother's wife or whatever. And that requires you to not hold on to what you believe or think is right, but to actually pay attention to the person that you're serving, pay attention to the woman that you're in relationship with and love her the way that she needs to be loved. I think the same thing applies to our community. We have to Pay attention to what's happening around us and cater to that, not sticking to traditions, not sticking to these old beliefs or this is how it used to be. No, we need to deal with how it is now. <laughs> and a big part of that is we have been, as black men, mediocre. The majority of us, which in my case, it's like a test. Like I mentioned earlier, if you 70 percent is bad, it doesn't matter if there's 30 percent because the whole is jacked up. We need to address the whole We need to start changing so that the number flips around and it gets really, really small. (laughs) We need to to get it to ninety-eight percent or whatever, so that the majority, even like the majority of black men and black and in the black community, are actually beneficial. They're actually good. They're actually strong, bold, loving, kind. Um, I like the term that Jason Wilson uses: comprehensive men who have a good grasp on their emotional health and well-being, on their mental health and well-being, on dealing with their anger management. They're good with their finances. They're kind and giving and generous and all these things that as believers, we know Christ is, that's our standard. Whether I, I, sorry, whether you're a Christian or not, I think Jesus is the standard, particularly for men. All right. Sorry. I got off tangent again. Black men, we've allowed the fear of shame to hide our faults and failures to protect an image, which honestly is an image. That's a lie and not real. It hurts. It hurts. Um, it hurts, but we have to acknowledge the weakness, the shame, the failures, and accept them so that we can start to become beneficial and so that we can take action. So we have to acknowledge that we're weak, acknowledge that we failed, acknowledge that we've messed up. We have to admit to it and we have to take action. For me, I believe that starts with addressing and changing our thoughts so we can have better beliefs that lead to better behavior there are many men who fit the same description I gave for myself. You haven't treated your wife well, even if it's just one of the things that I listed, whether it's being emotionally absent, um, whether it's draining your wife emotionally, and she's trying to pour into you and give to you, and you're not reciprocating it, you're not giving it back, whether you're taking from her um, emotionally, financially, physically, you're not protecting her and not providing for her, you're not serving her well. And this, there are things this this doesn't have to only apply to romantic situations. You can be treating your mother this way, you know? And there are moments I feel bad about that too. Like, I feel like I haven't been the best son to my mom. Um, You can treat relatives. You can treat girlfriends, like, you know, like platonic friends that way. Like you can treat other people that way. So it's not only just reserved for romance. Um, It can be used for a lot of different places, but you're just not being beneficial. I believe there are many men who fit the same description I gave for myself um, and they struggle to acknowledge it. Uh, I get it though. There's a lot of shame tied to not being a good or beneficial man. And some men choose to complain and demonize women for their sh- sh- for their shortcomings, for the man's shortcomings. But that isn't beneficial either. Um, what we have to do is acknowledge and admit our weaknesses so that we can start changing. And that changing part is again taking action and for me one of the first actions i've been taking is apologizing apologizing to my wife for not being who i uh, said i was and who i believed i was for a long time but yeah i do i believe there are a lot of men in our community and again the reason i say that because in this gender war space that this is what men a lot of men talk about they like to the blame black women for stuff whether they'd like to say oh they're not feminine enough or they work too much or they're too successful it's all this stuff i remember i was working at the summer camp i um, was volunteering at the summer camp and uh shout out to young life i was working at a summer camp and we were in transition like the group that i was with or whatever we we're in transition to uh go somewhere into like a different activity and there were these two kids they <laughs> two little white kids um a little boy and a little girl may there might have been like middle middle school age or whatever and i don't I don't know what game they were playing or whatever but <laughs> the little boy was trying to pick up the little girl and they're about the same size or whatever right but he tried to pick her up and he couldn't do it and what he said was either i don't know if she was like you can't pick me up or whatever but he was like no i can't because you're too fat and y'all <laughs> broke my heart because the reality is, which is the case, and I think for our community and for a lot of men who are wrestling with stuff like me, the reality is just you're not strong enough. And it's okay. Like It's okay to admit that I'm not strong enough, that I have shortcomings, that maybe I'm not capable to do it right now. But oftentimes, because we are ashamed to admit that we are weak, that our strength is small, we choose to point the finger and say, it's your fault. And again, it's the same thing That's been happening since the beginning of time. The way we understand it, at least as believers, as Christians, Adam did to Eve. It's this woman that you gave me. It's her fault. I'm of the belief that if Adam owned up to a shame and admitted it to the Most High, that the story would be completely different. And with that, I think it's important that we expose our shame so that we can change this story. And as black men, we need to do that. We need to acknowledge the places that we've messed up we, we need to acknowledge where we've failed those in our community and it can even be failing a brother you know not not holding them accountable not being honest with them but you know excusing their behavior when really they should have been checked like yo you're being an f-boy right now stop treating this woman like this or yo why are you lying on these PP loans? Like PPP loans. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you acting this way? It starts with acknowledging it, admitting that there's something wrong, and then taking action. And I think as men, that's something we need to do. And I hope that with this content that I'm trying to make and share on Do Make Something, that we can have these discussions, we can talk about these things, and we can do the work to become beneficial men for our community. But it starts with that. It starts with acknowledging where we are, admitting to where we are, and then taking action. Um, So thank you for those (laughs) who've been sitting and watching. um, As I share this, as I expose my own shame, as I apologize to my wife for not being a good husband, and now I would hope that you would come along with me on this journey as I try to take, as I take action, as I commit to taking action, to becoming better, and to become beneficial. As in the journey, continue to share what I I learn and I experience to help other men do the same. So thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please like share and subscribe. If you're watching on Instagram, please go over to my YouTube channel and do make something podcast and subscribe. Um, Because moving forward, like I said, there'll probably be like two parts to my podcast where I give like an update of where I am and what's going on. And then I don't know, like a nugget of something that I want to share um, that, that I think will be, beneficial um and i'm not sure which one i'll share on instagram but i'm still figuring out those logistics but thank you for watching and supporting and um if you are on neither, like <laughs> say you actually like to listen to podcasts like i don't want to watch anything i don't want to watch the live or whatever um you can find the Do make something podcast any and everywhere apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and um those episodes will come out on tuesdays as they have been but if you want to catch the show live i think i'm going to be here on sunday mornings so I'll see you then. Thank you all for um, listening as I express and expose myself. And again, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do this. I'm grateful for the opportunity and the blessing that I have of a beautiful and amazing wife that honestly I know I don't deserve. (laughs) Um, But I'm grateful for her love and her kindness. And like I said, I understand. But but, uh, yeah. So, um, I probably should get off of this. <laughs> so stop going on too many t- t- tangents. But yeah, thank you for watching. And, um, yeah, again, exposing the shame because it needs to be exposed and uh, apologizing because one is due and is deserving. But I uh, hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day. Be safe. And, um, you know, continue to protect your mental, mental, protect your mental health and your emotional space and find some time to create something as black men. Creativity is a good tool to manage our mental health and our emotional health. You got to have an emotional release valve. So find some time to be creative, to get those thoughts and those feelings out. And um, I will talk to you guys next time. Peace. Thanks for watching.